Okay, so Shalom Barakha. We are continuing before we left off on uh, Torah 92, Tzadik Betinyana. We're in the capital, Ayin Zayin. And just to recap of the pattern of what, how we saw, according to the Kabbalah, what's happening in the Sfirot. But before that, because again, we're now within 40 days before Purim, and it's a very powerful time in Rabbi Nachman's teachings and breast of tradition. These 40 days are the best days of the year to invest in davening for breakthroughs in life. If you really want a miracle to happen and the world situation is squeezing us that we don't have an alternative except for a miracle right now on, on a national level, on a personal, individual level, each person with what they're going through and also as, a, as the Yidin throughout the world, we're going through what we're going through with, besides the world. So we need poor miracles. We need visit Hashem, real miracles to make a clarification of where the Sheker is and where the truth is. That's what we're really looking for. If Nassim says that in the Kutar Achot, the miracle of, 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 of Haman and Purim and everything is to show everyone what Sheker, because that was the whole thing. People, Achashverosh and everyone, believed Haman. They believe Achashverosh. They believe in the evil, that it's okay. That's right, right? And that what's good is wrong. So now we want to switch it. What's wrong is wrong, and everybody agrees that's wrong. And what's right is right. Everybody agrees that's right. That's why we want us to have clarification of Nusen rights. So the davening now is very powerful. And there's a beautiful teaching in the name of a wrestler. His name was Rav Pinchas Kiblicher, Kublich, Kublicher, that he explained once the Pasuk, Vayahav HaMelech et Esther Mikol Anashim, the king, and the Vindagam gives a rule, whenever it says the king in, uh, in, in Megillat Esther, it's referring to Hashem. HaMelech has always... The king, unless it says Hamelech Hashverosh, but Melech, or it's not, Hamelech is as always Hashem. So the Hashem, the king, loved Esther from all the other women. Esther is the type of prayer which is private. Nobody knows about it. Hidbodidut. No one knows what you're going to say. You don't even know what you're going to say. So it's Esther is the idea of the Hidbodidut, the words coming from you. Okay? This type of prayer called Esther, Hidbodidut. Hashem loves above all the other women. Women are prayers. Rabbi Nachman says, Isha Yirat Hashem, He Titalal. His taich is, Isha Yirat Hashem, He Dash Titalal. The woman who fears Hashem, what is she? Davening, Titalal, Teila. Praise and prayer is the idea of a woman. That's the idea of a feminine aspect. So of all the davenings, Hashem loves it Bodidut more than any other prayer because it comes from the heart. This is really coming from you. It's not just reading a text. But now you're expressing what's really bothering you. That's the that's the Esther we were trying to get to, and this time again is very propitious. Hastara, huh? Hastara also, it's, yeah. but set there, concealed. The prayer is covered up. It's concealed. It's a, it's it, no one knows what it's going to be. You yourself don't know what you're going to say. So it's Esther. Okay. With that said, we're going to just go back to the pattern we showed in the Kabbalah, a pattern of the Tikkun Akali, what we see. Okay, and it's like this. I just want to take out the map again. We have here a map of the Sphira, okay? And we explain, and more and more people are showing me that it makes sense, that the 10 chapters of the Tikkun Akhtali, let me take out my Tikkun Akhtali again, they match the Sphirot, and the chapter matches the type of Nigun, okay? So for example, the first chapter, Mikhtam le David, okay? The Pasuk that Rabbeinu brings is Avarech, Bracha. The first, Avarech Hashem HaYashay Yatsani, you'll see in, the, in, in this lesson here, it's from Bracha, which the, the Zohar says Bracha is Bina. So the starting point of the Tikkun is Bina. Okay, the next one, chapter 32, 
is uh, Ashrei uh, Nesui Pesha, right? The David Maskil, Ashrei Nesui Pesha Kesui Chatat, chapter 32. Ashrei, the Zohar says, is Keter. So it's going up. It's going up from, from Bina to Keter. And then the third one is Maskil, right? Mas, Ashrei Maskil Eldal, the Pasuk of Nachman brings us from Mishrei. Umashem, Bait Vahon Nachalat Avot. Umashem, Isha Maskalet. Maskil, the Zohar says, is Yesod. So you see, it's like up, that's like the stocks. Okay? Up, down, and then Ashrei, Ashrei Bracha, Ashrei Maskil, Shir, Lavatseach Maskil, Livnei Korach, Ke'ayal Tarog, the Pasuk, Yomam Yitzvei Hashem, Chazov Alayla, Shiro Imi. The Zohar says, Shir is Chochma. Okay? Then we come to a Machloket in the Zohar itself. One place in the Zohar it says, the next one, uh, sorry, not sorry, I jumped. After that, with Bracha, Ashrei, Maskil, Shir, Nitzuach, that's Netzach, Lamnatzeach al Tashchet, chapter 59. And then we come to the Machloket of what the next one is. The next one, Ein Zayn, which is what we're talking about today, Lamnatzeach al Yedetun, which has the Pasuk, Ezkera Neginati, Nigun. What is Nigun? The Zohar says in one place in Tikkun Zohar, the Nigun is Gvura. But in Parashat Pinchas, who explains it more, elaborates it, we're going to go into it today, it says it's more Chesed. So again, it's like, you see, let's follow the pattern. For now, again, besafek that nigun is chesed. So we have a pattern. Bracha, ashrei, maskil, shir, mitzuach. Look, up, down, up, down. And then nigun, if nigun is chesed, so it's going up. And if it's gvura, it's also going up. Either which way it's going up, okay? So from, from netz, nitzuach, nigun. Tefillah, the Zohar says, is malchut. Tefillah Moshe, chapter 90. Okay? Hoda'a, hodu l'ashem which is pentiten lachrim hodecha, so it's going up to hod, and then we assume mizmor is gvura, because again, the Zor and Pinchas says mizmor is gvura, and nigun is chesed, so it's going up again, and at this point it doesn't go, it goes down a little, tiferet, halel, hallelujah is the center point. So you see, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, up, down. <laughs> That's a pattern. Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman doesn't take the normal pattern of the Sfirot like in Egypt, we went into that. The Esher Makot from, were from Malchut all the way up to the Keter. Because we're in such a scenario in the 50th level of Tuma that the Tzadikim, in, in extraction, you have to play games. So it's like, again, it's like a, a zigzag. Why? To extract someone who's so trapped in the Klippa, in particular this Klippa of Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav of Pagam Abrit, so there's no other way just to play a game in going up and down, up and down, making a maze. So, and even the starting point is all normal from Keter, from Bina. Look, it starts from the above, top, and then it goes downwards. Just it goes down and then goes up, like, like on, the, on the grids of the stocks, you know, stock markets. It's very interesting. So it's up, down, up, down, up, down. So this is the pattern. This is a pattern here. So now we're going to go into this uh, chapter now. Ein Zayn. Okay, let's see how much we can go into this. Thank you for the water. For the conductor on the sufferings. What's Yedutun? Yedutun is a machloket. What is it? There's many interpretations. Not machloket. There's interpretations. Some say it's a musical instrument called Yedutun. But also, the Chazal say it's more. The word Yedutun comes from Dinim Vedatot. Sufferings. On all the persecutions and the judgments that the Jews have suffered. Okay? Let's look into this, this, this verse here. Who is Asaf? 
There's a machloket also who is Asaf, accepted. This is one of the sons of Korach who did not fall into Gainam into with, along with everybody else. They did Shuvah last minute, the three sons of Bnei Korach. Asaf, Avi Asaf, they say is the same person. We saw in last week's parasha, Avi Asaf is Asaf, okay? So, so he is one of the Leviim. There's another opinion that it's not one of the sons of Korach, but a Levite who lived at the time of David HaMelech, and he gave over this chapter of this song for Asaf to sing, for example. So Lam Natseach, which is Nitzuach, a victorious song, Al Yedutun Asaf Mizmor. Before this, let's go back into, I mean, I didn't do it with you guys yet, I did it earlier in this class. The verse that Rabbi Nachman pulls out from this chapter hints to Nigun. Let's see the nature of this verse. Verse number seven, Pasuk Zayin, in chapter Ein Zayin, reads like this. As, and Rabbi Nachman brings this as the proof that Nigun subdues the klipa called L-I-L-I-T-H, Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav, okay? And it reads like this. Ezkera neginati balayla, im levavi asicha, vaychapes ruchi. So he says like this, the pshad is like this, I will remember my nigun in the night, comma, with my heart, im levavi asicha, I will converse, comma, number three, vaychapes ruchi. And I will search, seek out my spirit. The commentaries, especially the Malbim, explain this beautifully, this Pasuk. This Pasuk, chapter Ein Zayin, uh, verse Pasuk, Pasuk Zayin. This Pasuk is showing how the Torah talks back to a person. There is talking to the Torah. There is, in other words, learning Torah. On Al-Menat, Al-Dat, that you're looking for answers in life. You're looking for the Torah for guidance, Okay. The way you talk to Hashem or using the vessel of the Torah through prayer, that's how the Torah talks back to you. So it's a three-stage process. Number one is, I remember the nigun at night. What's that? The idea of remembering the nigun at night is a person who's trapped already in evil, in Tuma. How do you help such a person to wake up? He needs to activate memory. He remembers what's called nigun. Okay? What's nigun? The Zohar says nigun is made up of two words. Nu, gan. Nu, nun vav, is like zekeli. This week's parasha amazing, huh? Zekeli v'anvehu. Anvehu means noi. Like a noi mitzvah for Sukkot. There's noi mitzvah. You have the beautiful sukkah. Noi in the lulav and etchog. Noi. Nun vav yud. So nu... Gan, the Zohar says, the, the, the pleasantness, the beautiful, beautifyingness, the beauty of the Gan. What's the Gan? Gan is 53. Those are the parashiot of the Torah. The parashiot of the written Torah contained within them the entire Torah. All the Torah, all the Shas, all the Zohar, all the Midrash, all the Kabbalah, everything is ultimately rooted in the 53 parashiot of the Chumash. The 53 parashiot, okay? So what's the noi of the gun? To bring out the beauty hidden in the 53 parashats of the Torah. What is the beauty of the Torah, the noi? That when you find clarification, explanation of everything in life through the Torah, that's the beauty of the Torah. When it's revealed to the world, in the world, that everything is in the Torah, and it becomes clear to you what you're going through also, your challenges in life, is in the Torah itself, 
That's the biggest nachas. They say like this, that a person, when he's suffering and he's going through crazy things in life, the, the, the biggest pain is that he's frustrated and doesn't know what he's going through. He has no idea what's happening. That's what makes the situation worse. However, if such a person was give, were, were to be given clarity, you know what you're going through, this is the meaning now, and it's made them crystal clear that this is the perush, he now has 90% more strength to go through what he's going through. Because once you've explained to him, wow, this is the meaning, now I can solve it, now I can accept it. I couldn't accept it before because I'm frustrated. Because I can't believe that, I only, I'm only with emuna believing without da'at, that this is good for me. Hashem is sending me this test, and I have to accept it with emuna bli da'at. But Rabbi Nachman says, in life you need both emuna and da'at. The thing is, you get to the da'at only once you have the prerequisite of emuna. Once you've jumped into Emuna, then Hashem sends you the Da'at to understand what you're going through. Hashem doesn't give you Da'at on the spot. All these Kofim, they say, prove to me, prove to me that Hashem exists, prove to me. I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that. You have to make your first initiative of Emuna. You have to accept. And accept and do. Rabbi Nachman says, he said, he said about himself, I say Emunah's in the hands. Someone who says, yeah, we believe in God, we believe in God, but he doesn't show, doesn't keep Shabbat, doesn't keep kosher, but he says, I believe in God. He has to show his belief in some type of activity, if it's tzedakah, tefillin, a mitzvah, he has to show that he believes, not just to say lip service. He has to do something, once he has that minimal emuna, which is re- revealed and reflected in his action, then that person is ready to receive, Bezat Hashem, the dot, eventually to understand better, but he needs prerequisite emuna. okay? So going back, when a person gets a, a picture of what's happening, he can handle everything. So the Pasuk is warning, when a person is thrown in Laila, darkness, darkness, Laila, she, this klipa, connotes no clarity at all. Everything's upside down. I'm I'm depressed and just upside down and I don't know what's happening and I just don't want to do anything anymore in life. When I'm in that attitude, what to do to get out? It starts with the idea of nigun. Pshat is singing a nigun, yes, okay. We'll give an example of that soon. Okay, deeper is activating this force of nigun. He's saying, I will remember the nigun while I'm trapped in night. Nigun is, I will remember that there's a pleasantness in the gun. There's a meaning in what I'm going through. How to get to it is, yes, activating a nigun called nigun. Nigun is a type of melody. There's a nigun, which the job of a nigun is to remind you. Because a person, they're going through so much in life, they forget themselves. The, the, The biggest reason why people are upside down Rabbi Nachman says, is they lack Yeshuvadat. They don't have Yeshuvadat. No calmness in the mind. They are so swept by what's happening. There's so much activity and this and that. And I have to go shopping for this now. I have to take care of the kids and I have to do this and I have to take care of the bill. And I have 5,000 things in my head. And I have to do this, that, and no, 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 And even in learning, I have my seder. I have to learn this. I have learned that. And you don't have time to now take everything you learn and I'll put, put it into the, the place because you're too busy, 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 busy. So there's no Yeshuvadat. What's needed is to remind the person, remind, hey, what's the purpose? What's the whole goal of everything you're doing in life? That's zikaron. So, when a person is trapped in Laila, he has to activate the memory. Nigun does that. I will remember, David Asaf is saying here, I'll remember the Nigun while I'm, in my, I'm trapped in the darkness. In the context of Pagam Abrit, someone who's already blemished and he's trapped in the tomb already, he's trapped in wherever he's trapped in, what's his hope to come out through Nigun? Is he remembers Nigun. Nigun doesn't solve the problem. It activates. I remember Nigun. 
What does Nigun do? The, the, the commentaries explain the second part that Nigun activates im levavi asicha. When your memory is activated, you, get, you begin to remember what's happening with you, what's the ultimate purpose. So then you become broken, broken hearted, because you see where you are and where you're supposed to be. Because the, the, what is the zikaron? Zikaron is to remember your purpose. So you see, you remember the purpose, the picture in life. So you see the picture in life, but I see that here's the picture in life. I'm supposed to be here and I'm really here now. So I'm broken now because I see now the real picture of life and how far I am from my tachlit. So that pushes me to talk to Hashem. Im levavi asicha is the next stage. The next stage after nigun is activated. Im levavi asicha. Now I can talk to my heart. Look what's happening to you. The reason why people, you know, they say now people are like on drugs. They're very, their senses are, are very dulled, dimmed. They don't feel anything. Hey man, everything's okay. Everything's okay, right? They don't feel the situation. Because they don't feel the situation, they can't begin to work on themselves. They can't advance. And that, that's a big problem. That person runs to, to alcoholism or to drugs in order to soothe himself. What he's actually doing is he's, he's dimming, dulling, uh, what's the word? There's better words in English. You know, making very, very mellow his situation. Everything's all right. Everything's okay. Everything's, and it's not okay. It could be okay if he cares about it. How Hashem works you know, is he wants you first to feel the, the seriousness, the reality of your situation. Once you do that, then Hashem sends you consolation and hope and everything. But to get to the hope and consolation, you have to be emesdik. You have to be amiti. You have to be truthful with yourself. Okay? So nigun, we remind the person, hey, what's your purpose? You see, like, we laugh at people who are just running after money, money, money. Like, for example, people who did tshuva, about tshuvas, they still can't picture, they can't accept that all their family members are still sleeping. They're sleeping their lives away. There's this expression, this attitude. How come they don't wake up? I woke up, they didn't wake up. What's going on here? Like, what's, people are walking in like a voodoo, in a dream. They have no zikaron at all. Zikaron is to remember, not just, oh, I remember when I was 10 years old, 5 years old. That's not memory. Memory here, we're talking about is to remember your purpose in life. That's what we're talking about, okay? So people don't think for a second they don't have any zikaron. It's called also zikaron because the child is taught the whole Torah in the mother's womb. It's called zikaron. To remember the real knowledge that you have in your subconscious from before you were born. When the child was learning the Torah, the entire Torah in the mother's womb, and the angel came and tapped him on the, on the lip, and he forgets everything. So, it's, so zikaron does apply here. To remember that. To remember what's the purpose in life. We're shocked, people. They're just running after, running after, running after, and not one moment of the life of Yeshua Dat to think honestly, Wait a second, what's happening with me? That's what Nigun does. Nigun reminds a person of the real truth. I'll give you an example, a story to, to give a nice, a nice, a cute little story. What's and, uh, Nigun again? Huh? What's Nigun again? The Torah, the Nugan. The, the Noi, the pleasantness of the gun. That's what the Zohar says in Parshat Pinchas, okay? So An example. Them, huh? Remind them the Torah? Remind them of the, the Zikaron of the, of the Tachlit, of the goal of life. Watch. Okay, Rav Nosen, there was a time that he was under a lot of pressure and it was very tough financially, emotionally, he was being pursued, there was a lot of machloket and everything. And it was at this time, was very, was a winter, muddy and slushy and he had to go traveling from village to village to collect funds for whatever he was doing. It was Hachnasat Kala, 
if it was to raise money for printing the Rabbi Nachman's books, if it was for raising money to build the cloys in Uman that they had at the time, as if it was raising money for the poor breast livers who had nothing to eat. So he was traveling, and it was a very hard time. And the roads were very bad, muddy, and rain, and wind. And back then, if you weren't, if it came Shachar's time, and you're not next to a Kretschma or a village, you daven on Dagala. That's how they did back then, 200 years ago. If there's no minyan, there's no minyan. What can you do? The time has come, and we're not at all close to a Kretschma or a village or anything, so you daven on Dagala. So it came time for Shacharis, and Rav Nosin started to daven. And even though the wagons then, for sure, were covered because it's freezing cold, there's snow and everything, you can't be outside. Maybe the, the driver maybe is covered up nicely. Alexi, he's, he's covered up nicely, but the people inside, don't give them that, that. They're already suffering with the bumps of the rides 20 years ago on the horses and the wagons and the buggies. That was already enough damage done that you can feel it for like a month afterwards, right? So he got ready, he put on his talis, and when he flung the talis on, onto himself, the wind pushed, took the talis from him, that was it flew off, and the strings got out of the agala somehow, and the tzitzit got stuck in the wheel, so part of the talis was on him, he was trying to hold the talis, it shouldn't go off totally, and one part of the, the, the talis, the strings were in the wheel, the wheel is turning, and it tore his talis, and he didn't have a spare talis. And he was just so broken about everything happening already, that that was the cherry on top. He couldn't help it, and he just burst out crying. Obviously the wagon driver stopped, they pulled out the talis, they saw the damage, it's all muddy and torn, and Rav Nosen is so broken. He wasn't alone, he had the guy with him, Shamash or Nachman Tulchin or whoever, who eventually gave him his talis to use also for davening, fine. But he was just so broken, you know, it's not enough, this, this, this. How much can even being have, uh, take care of, handle? It, there's one thing that you're, Gibor, it's from Hashem, it's from Hashem, it's from Hashem. But then when one thing happens and another and another and another, how much can you handle? You break, you crack. Even the greatest of tzaddikim can, can, can handle only so much. And that's also mechuvan bedavka from Hashem, that the person should crack, because that's the only way to squeeze out of him a krechts, which Hashem so badly wants. The Krech is not coming out otherwise. So there's no other, so Hashem finds sometimes scenarios to get a person one thing after the next in order that he should just open up and cry to Hashem. So Rosen did that. He started to cry. And when he cried, he all of a sudden remembered the nigun that Rabbi Nachman would sing to Eshet Chayil. How Rabbi Nachman would sing a Friday night Eshet Chayil. There's a breast of nigun till today. How Rabbi Nachman sang Eshet Chayil. And he started to sing it for like a few minutes. So he like went into a trance of Nosen. He started to sing the Nigun. And after singing the Nigun, he got back of Chizuk. He finished, he did the davening. With Talis, of, I don't know exactly, it's not brought down in the story. But he davened such a sweet davening that the davening was even greater than how he normally davened. In other words, it was even much more greater. It's an example how the Nigun woke him up to remember the Tachli, because just he went into a trance, he, he sang how Rabbi Nachman sang a Nigun, the Nigun reconnected to him not to get bogged down by what's happening, this and that and this and that, it just reconnects it to the Tachlit. See, in, you see, it's funny, the world, they don't know how to do this, so they, they resort to alcohol and drugs, and something to distract them to go to another pathway to just experience the high. Here in Kedusha, it's the nigun reminds you of the tachlit of life. 
It's, it's, it's bringing you, not to just disappear you know, like in some island in Maui and Hawaii and, and you know, the coconuts and I'm okay and I forgot about everything. It's to remember the real tachlit of life, the real beautiful, the, the, the thing, the, the, the real thing. That's nigun, that's the power of nigun. So let's continue. Stage one is activating the nigun. What this does normally, it gets a person to really start to daven from his heart. The next words, right? So, number two, with my heart, I will converse, I will talk. And as a result, they stay on the commentary, say, Then I will find my spirit. What is Ruhi? What is spirit? The Zohar says on the words in the beginning of the Chumash, which says there in the second pasuk in the Chumash, and the spirit of the Lord was hovering like wings, like a bird, hovering over the water. There was only water, right? And then Hashem commanded the water should gather into the oceans, and then the earth should be revealed. Right? So, <clears throat> so the, 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 the Zohar says, what is this Ruach Elohim Rachefet Alpneamayim? Mayim is not just physical water, but the water is referring to the Torah. And Mayim in the Torah. Water is compared to Torah. Just like you can't survive without water, so you can't survive without water of Torah. Okay? So Ruach Elohim is the spirit of Mashiach, the spirit of Hashem that's found on the pages, Merachefet, because on a book, when you go like this, there's like a wind, Merachefet. It's like a bird who makes a breeze. When you have pages and you go like this on the pages of the Torah, there's also merachefet. There's also a wind, a breeze. Okay, so the wind of the divine inspiration is to be found where merachefet on the pages of the Torah. Okay, so ruach is hinting to how Hashem is answering you back with divine inspiration using the Torah. So that's it. Number one, I activate nigun in the darkness. I remember. I have zikaron activated because of nigun. As a result, I'm able to let out a krecht, Hashem, what, what am I doing in life? What's the purpose of my life? Look, look, look where I should be and look where I am and I want to be there. You start, im Number three, And then I find the answer from Hashem in the ruach of the Torah, the ruach that's found in the Torah. This, this, um, this, this, it's and I think Radak. The Mepharshim on the Tanakh. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? It's like uh, it's a cool shot. It's Malbim. I think it's Malbim, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this is this also explains what nigun is. That's what nigun. So nigun brings out the noy of the gun. The goal is the gun is the Torah ruach. That's the goal. So I get the noy, the beauty, the beauty, the pleasantness of the gun coming out. It's that's that's the power of nigun. Okay. So now opening this whole chapter also represents nigun. The opening verse it doesn't say necessarily the word nigun. Finalize, finalize. Okay. So the commentaries say something amazing about the nature of the name of Asaf. Why is he called Asaf? What a funny name. What does Asaf translate as? To collect. Is it true that Nigun can only come through Taurus and Lila? If I want a Nigun to come to me in the Yom without having any tragedies. Difficulty. Don't forget, there's ten types of song. There's also mizmor. But this type of nigun that brings nigun, me to get inspired. First of all, nigun is chesed. We're saying it's bringing out the chesed. Everyone needs a time to remember. You need a time to remember. 
When you remember, so you see that you're far from the Tachlit. You don't have to necessarily, I give an extreme example. You, I hear what you're saying, because Rabbi Nachman spoke, you make it sound like, in other words, how, how we're understanding it to, to make it sound like is, that when I'm dafka balayla, that's when I'm zocher the nigun. And when I'm not balayla, so it doesn't work, that's what you're asking. Okay, I'm not, I'm not balayla, and I'm not trapped in darkness. So it doesn't work. I would say koshiken. Koshiken the nigun can help. I give an ex- this is an extreme example. This is extreme. That a person is balayla, you would you ask, what helps then? So nigun helps then. Even then, koshiken, you know, not that low. But this dveku, that's a rule in life. Kfum tsara agrain malaso. That's the rule. According to the challenges you have in life, that's how your reward is in life. That's how Hashem made it. You can't, a person can't get for free everything. He has to work to earn what he's getting in life. So the earning so, is the challenges they send to him, and he bypasses the challenges, does the right thing. Okay? So that, that, that type of so, so works best when you're under pressure of Laila. Under pressure. Right, right, yeah. So now let's see the opening verse again. Asaf, they say, I mean, why is he called Asaf? Asaf was an amazing conductor of music. Why? Asaf, his nature, when you, if you look at all the chapters in Tehillim that were written by Asaf, is the Machlok is again. We said one opinion, he's one of the sons of Korach. He's Avi Asaf. And another opinion is he was an actual Levite who lived at the time of David the Melech or even later. Okay? Amen. What was, why was he called Asaf? And Rabbi Nachman brings this down on lesson 54 of the Kutimran. He's called Asaf because he's able to gather in the good melody from the bad. Asaf. Unbelievable. He's, he says there, Rabbi Nachman, the idea of Asifat Haruach, that the hands, when playing a melody, gather in. When you pluck, when you have a, like have a guitar or a violin or, violin or a piano, you have to press on the right chord to make a beautiful, presentable melody. You start like playing a two-year-old, bang, bang, bang. It sounds disgusting. You don't do like that. How music works is plucking out the good melody from the bad. I have on the violin 50 chords, 50 ways. Okay, now I, can cho- I have to choose the right one. So Asaf, Asaf is picking the right melody is it, is from it the Asaf uh, uh, like gathering? Gathering the good points. Rabbi Nachman, ah, teaches, Rabbi Nachman teaches in the most important lesson in the Kutir Moran, lesson 282, Azamra, that the thing is to gather in good points. The attitude today for Jewish people to survive and to continue and to make it is you have to look at the good. It's hard. It's a killer. Don't think it's, e- it's easier said <laughs> than done. Theoretical? No problem. I understand. <laughs> now, Lemai say, oh God. It's very difficult, but this, Rabbi Nachman's giving us this in the direction. Work hard to find the good points. Okay? So it's a likut. It's a gathering. I'm gathering in good points. So because of that, we call it asaf. Le'esof. I'm gathering. Because it's not just one good point. It's one... When I, when I, when I, when I make a, a musical presentation, there's many parts of the song. You have many parts of a nigun, okay? And each one is gathering in the good nigunim from the bad nigunim. To make the nigun, you have to pluck and touch upon the right chord to make a song. So Asaf, the commentators say about him that he was very good in making forth a melody, a mizmor, a psalm from suffering. So for example, here it says, 
So, Lamatzeach, to the conductor, regarding the dinim v'datot, the sufferings and the tribulations and the trials of the Jewish people in exile, Asaf Mizmor, Asaf was able to make a Mizmor, like a song, a melody out of all this. That from, from the suffering, from all the pain, that was from the pain and suffering, was able to make a song. What's going on here? That's the idea of Nigun. That's the power of Nigun. And things are black to turn it into light by finding the good hidden within it and exposing it. Not just knowing it's there, okay, there's, there's good there, there's good there. But you're working on finding it, extracting it, bringing it out, revealing it. That's why he was called Asaf. That's the whole nature of, of Asaf. That's the nature of this chapter. Because this whole chapter, 77, talks about the suffering of the Jewish people in exile. They think like, Hashachach Chanot El, I thought maybe Hashem is sleeping, He forgot about us. When you look at the Psukim in chapter 77, they go out on, Chishavti Amin Mikedem, Shnot Olamim, okay? I thought maybe Hafez Lanetzach Hazdo, maybe Hashem's Chesed has been finished. Gamar Omer Ledovador, there's no, it's finished, it's over, right? Hashachach Chanot El, Im Kafatz Ba'avacham Avsela, maybe Hashem forgot about us. Right, in Kafatsi, he, he, he jumped quickly into anger, wrath. His compassion has turned into Af. Right, I'm just sleeping. I'm probably sleeping in Galut. Because it was about the 70 years in exile of, uh, of the bite between Bait Rishon and Bait Sheni. Okay, so all this is talking about the suffering in exile, and yet to find the Nigun in the suffering, to, to bring out the Nigun that comes out from all that. Okay, that's one thing. Number two. <clears throat> Something very interesting. Rabbi Nachman said in lesson 205, which we didn't do together, we started together, that what's activated by saying Tehilim is two holy names, and these two holy names are the energy needed to smash the klipa and to extract from her, Lamid Yud, Lamid Yutav, the holy sparks of any wasted seed. The two holy names are Kel and Lokim. But when they're spelt out, so Kel is, for example, Aleph, Aleph, Lamed, Pei, Lamed is Lamed, Mem, Dalet. And Elohim, the same thing, Aleph, Lamed, Pei, Lamed, Mem, Dalet, Hey, Yud, okay? <coughs> so you have hey, Yud, Vav, Dalet, Mem, Mem, that adds up to 485. 485 is the gematria of Tehillim. Tehillim added up, 400, plus 5, plus 30, plus 10, plus 40. You should have there 485. <laughs> okay? All right? It's still a long time. Her name, Rabbi Nachman says all this in lesson 205. Her name, Lamid Yud, Lamid Yud Tav, is 480, not 485, plus 5 for the letters. She's Lamid Yud, Lamid Yud Tav. That's 5 plus 4, 485. So Rabbi Nachman teaches that Tehilim, and in particular these two names activated by Tehilim, because they have the same gematria, that's how Rabbi Nachman shows it. These two names are the forces that smash and subdue the klipa and bring out the holy sparks that are trapped on the evil side to bring them back to the side of Kedusha. Okay? So he says, this is the idea of the two holy names. And the Kel is the name in Kabbalah of Hashem that's Chesed, which is this chapter, the idea of Nigun. And Elohim. So let me show you. Let's, show, let's look at the map. Here, here, I'll show you the map. There's the map here of the names of Hashem and what sphera they correspond to. Okay? Um, where is it? Where are you, man? 
Okay, here we go. There's ten names of Hashem. Okay, Ekiyeh. is Keter. Yudke Chochma. Yudke Vavke when it's pronounced Elokim. That's Bina. Kel Chesed. Elokim Gvura. Yudke Vavke pronounced Ado. It's spelled Yudke Vavke when pronounced Aleph Dalin Yudud is Tiferet. Tzvakot Hashem Adonai Tzvaot is Netzach. Elokim Tzvaot Hod. Shakai or El Shakai El Chai Yesod and Aleph Dalit Nun Yud is Malchut. That's how the so, names of Hashem correspond to levels of energy. When we say Hashem has different names, so <coughs> Yud Kevavke is the Spitz. Yud Kevavke without any dots is not mentioned here. We have Yud Kevavke pronounced Elokim, Yud Kevavke pronounced Aleph Dalit Nun Yud. But now Yud Kevavke so pronounced Yud Kevavke is above these ten. That's kind of. That's even above Keter. Because no, Keter is a K. Keter is Aleph, K, Yud, K. Okay? Yud, K, Vav, K, without any dots, it's way above. That's the four-letter name. That's the Tetragrammaton. That's the code. We don't say it. We're not allowed to say the name. We say it, or as Elohim. You have sometimes in Tehillim, you see Elohim, where Yud, K, Vav, K, it's just pronounced, the, 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 the Kree is Elohim. Sometimes it's, and normally, Yud, K, Vav, K is Adon. Which is Tiferet, okay? Which is Tiferet. Right. So, so, so Kel is Chesed. Yeah, so Kel is Chesed. Elohim is Gvura. And it says like this, that the Da'at has in it five Chasadim, five Gvurot. That's the concept, that in the Da'at, there's the right side and left side, emanating from them are five Chasadim, five Gvurot. We won't go into that because that's Kabbalah, that's real stuff there already. <coughs> he says, Rabbi Nachman, that's why I have to say 10 chapters of Tehillim. 5 plus again, 5. Again, again, there's, there's, there's 5 Chasadim of Kel yeah. and 5 Gvurot of Elohim, all this of Chesed. That's why there's the number 10. 5 plus 5 is 10. That's why we say 10 chapters of Tehillim. 5 corresponding to the 5 Chasadim and the 5 corresponding to the 5 Gvurot Elohim of, of, uh, yeah. of, of, of the Da'at. Okay. Yeah. has Five, yeah, yeah, but uh, we don't look. We look at the letters now at this uh, point. We look at yeah. We look at the at the at the representation that there's five. What what's this five? Uh, we're going to it a little. <clears throat> Up to Yesod, Yesod, Hod, Netzach, Tiferet. Okay, I'm trying to remember how it works again. Or is it Malchut? Malchut, Yesod, Hod, Netzach, Tiferet. From Chesed and Gvura, you have five more spherots. and they came to came. I hope I, I I'm saying this correctly. I may be saying this wrong. But the idea is there that the Chesed and Gvura are the main points of mm-hmm. transmission. After Chokhmah Bina, when you have what's called in Chokhmah Bina, that is like the head, the mentalities. Chesed and Gvura are the hands. From here begins the transmission downwards. It's called the Zayn Tachtonim, the seven lower spherot. Right hand, left hand, torso, right leg, left mm-hmm. leg, the breath, and the bottom of the legs, the feet. Okay, that's Malchut. Or the, or, or the tip. The tip, the orla, right. The, 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 the atara the, of the breed. Okay. So now chesed and gvura, since at the beginning point, going down from chesed and gvura, after chesed and gvura, you have five more spherot. You have tiferet, netzach, hod, yesod, malchut. And also, so the, the, for the chesed, you have five down. And for the gvura, you have five. That's why there's a number five. We're not going to go into this too much. This is the actual Kabbalah here. But he says in lesson 205, that's why you have to say 10 chapters of Tehillim. It's not enough one, not enough two, uh, not enough three. Dafka, 10. Five and five, okay? And the whole Tikkun HaKlali, in a sense, it, it's made up to have a division of five for Chesed, 
five for Gvura. Why, why do we have to activate Chesed and Gvura? He says there, the drop of seed that comes out of man, it two, has two conditions. It's warm, heat, and it's liquidy. The warmth corresponds to Gvura, fire, and liquidy, which is like Mayim, corresponds to Chesed. Okay? So because the damage was caused of activating Chesed and Gvura for a, a blemish, we need to reactivate Chesed and Gvura to extract them. That's why you need to have them activated. <laughs> Good morning. Okay, so now take a look. Something amazing. If you take the whole Tikkun Aklali from Rabbi Nachman, each chapter has a different length. So let's say this edition here, this edition of Tikkun Aklali, I'm going to count the pages of the actual Tikkun Aklali here. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine pages in my edition. Halfway would be what? Four and a half, right? Four plus four is eight, plus half, half is nine. Okay, so if I do calculation of four and a half, I want to get to the middle point of the Tikkun HaKlali, because each chapter is a different length. I understand that there's 10 chapters, but now in middle point of the length, watch this. I have the first page, one, two, three, four. Four and a half gets to the midpoint of chapter 77, okay? In chapter 77, you have hinted to these two holy names. Take a look at verse 14, which is approximately 98% halfway point of the Tikkun HaKali. Pasuk Yudalim, Elohim Bakodesh Darkecha, Mikel Gadol Kelokim. You have heard the two names again, Kel and Elohim, in the midpoint of the Tikkun HaKlali, to show again, this chapter is holding in it, already mm. the, the, what, the gateway from Kel to Elohim, mm. it's taking place already in this chapter. Even though this chapter is the sixth chapter, it's not the fifth chapter. It's right. in the middle of six, but it's a midpoint already in chapter, in this chapter, a midpoint, and there appears already the two names, El Elohim. Mm. One more thing, okay? Of all this said, Yedutun. This word Yedutun. What's the gematria? Let's do this carefully, okay? Together. Okay. Yud is 10. Dalit is 4. So please keep in mind. So that's 4. How much? 476. Thank you. Okay. 476. Okay? Oh, wow. You're good. <laughs> okay. So 476 plus Yedutun. How many letters there is? Yud, Dalit, Vav, Tav, Vav, Nun. That's 6. 476 plus 6 is... 482, right? No, uh, 476, 789012. 482, okay? We said her name is Gematria 480. We right. add 5 to get to 45 for Tehillim and Alif Lamid Lamid okay? So we get to 45, but she's 480. So this here is 482. She is 480. This is what's called Ima Kolel. If we take just her name, Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud, 480, and the Gematria called Ima Kolel, it means adding one more, so that's 481. Al Yedutun, Lamdatseach, Al Yedutun, we want to go over her with her Kolel, that's 482 of, of, uh, of the Yedutun with the five letters there. So Yedutun is the Dinim and Datot which have been caused due to her. Because I didn't say this to you guys were at the beginning. Mm. The Zora says something scary. The Zora says that anything bad happening in the world, anything bad, comes what's called from Pigae Adam. Pigae Adam are the wasted seed of man. 
These are the energy forces used by the evil Uncle Sam, we call him Uncle Sam, you remember? Son of Mem Aleph Lamed, and his wife, Lamed Yud Lamed Yuvtav, their emissaries to do damage are the seeds, a wasted seed that they have trapped on their side. They become what's called Maziki Alma, the energy of holiness goes to the side of doing bad, and they love doing bad. Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 141 that these sparks, these wasted seed, they love doing bad. What's wrong? They're, they're Keflaim, it's great. You know, he says, the, the, the Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 141, Tovlahem. He says the, 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 the damaging forces, they enjoy it. They're having a great time. They can do whatever they want. They can bash and smash and destruction and destroy. It's power. Why not? They have a good time. He says they have a good time doing bad. Okay? The Zohar says all bad happening in the world. If it's the coronavirus, it's this and that. Sicknesses, cancer, anything. Tsar Gidul Banim. Global warming. Global warming. Mamash. <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes from them. That's why he says it's so serious and why this has to be rectified. That's why it's so incumbent that a person works on a tikkun aklali to rectify everything. So all the didyedutun, the dinim and datot, is from her. Thanks to she, because she's the one who heats up the man to extract the seed. She's like their mother. She's called the ima de ervrav. The Zohar calls her, the mother of ervrav. What's ervrav? Erevav is the term the Zohar uses for the seed of man once wasted. So now there's an admixture of good and evil now. It's good. There's supposed to be holy potential of Jewish children, of holy edition, the Shamot and everything. But it goes to the other side. So it's Erevav, Erbuv. Erev means mixture. Erbuv, La'arbev. We know La'arbev, La'arev. Why night is called Erev? Because it's a mixture. It's Erbuv. There's light and night, light and, and darkness together causing this Erbuv. It's what's called Erev, Okay. So this is the idea of Arov, Erev Rav, and now our goal is to separate them. So this chapter is very like fundamental. Also, Rabbi Nachman calls them the ten types of Migun. You notice that? He doesn't call the ten types. In one place he calls the ten types of Zemer, but he doesn't say the ten types of Bracha, the ten types of Ashrei. It's Asara Mine Negina. Melody in general is called Nigun. Call it Rina. Call it Asara Mine Tfila. He says Asar Mizmorim, because that's the connection between Gevura, because Mizmor, we're going to go into that's Gevura. But Mizmor and Nigun, besides that, we never see the ten called Asar Hamine Shir. You don't say ten types of Shir. Ten, we say ten types of Nigun. Asar Hamine Negina. Because this term, Nigun, is really all-inclusive, because that's the goal. The goal is to reveal the Noi of the gun. To reveal how everything's in the Torah, to bring it back, to bring back and show how everything's in the Torah. The, all these wasted seed, the damage they cause, is to get a person trapped in shichichan, forgetfulness. We want zikaron, we want to remind the person of his goal in life, his taqlid, everything. The reason why people are trapped and not, I'm not thinking, is because the evil forces are causing people to be so busy, 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 they don't have time to think about their purpose in life. Who's causing that? That's these, these, these white wasted seed, who are the mazikim. They cause so many distractions to society and, and mankind and a person personally that they don't have time to think. Okay? This is the power of nigun. This is what Asaf is doing in this chapter, from the dinim and datot to reveal the nigun hidden, collect the good, finding the good. That's what nigun does. That's what nigun is. Nigun is plucking the good in order to activate the memory of the tachlit. Then I can ab- I am able to really 
Davin, Rabbi Nachman says, the, person, the reason why a person can't express himself in his heart is because he doesn't have Yishvadat. He doesn't have, uh, his head is not there. His head is turning and turning and flying. So once Zikaron is activated and Sheikh has pushed on the side, then I can talk from the heart. You know, a person is davening, right? He's, he's really davening, but he has to get to work. So you have these, these guys, people, they're davening, but they're, their head is already at work. I, I just have to call that guy, I have to call that guy. Their head is already, after the cup of coffee, after Shachar is already, the head is already there. No, 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 but they're not even there. How do you get such a person to be there? Is you have to activate the Zikaron, give him a nigun, which activate, activates the Zikaron. What's my purpose in life? My purpose is to work, go to work, mm-hmm. and that's my goal. This is a sub-purpose. This is for something higher. This is to, in order to, to have money for Shabbos, Yom Tov, to Chinuch Talmud Torah of the children, do, do mitzvot. That's the goal of, my goal is not, not to go to work. My goal, that the work is for something much higher. I need to remember that. And I have to be in tune, aligned with the purpose. That's Zikaron. That's what Nigun does with the Tisha. Okay, we covered a lot? Yes, we Hashem. You have a question or something? You're okay? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm listening. Um, the Goyim also have these things of, of Gamma verse? It seems people? yes, because the Mabul happened before they were Jews. And it was a punishment for the wasted seed so they before also, they were they Jews. Sorry, was, yeah, but the question uh, is how severe are the Mizikim of the... Kamaravu was given to a guy. To a goy. There you go. It's one, uh, it was unbelievable. Oh, okay. So the Corona is not just from us Jews. Okay, good. We have holy sparks of, uh, of Yiddish and Neshamot, but damage caused by wasted seed is a damage. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, it's a, it's a, it's a major damage. But it's not one of the seven mitzvahs of Noach? Wasting seed, it's, not, it's, not, a, it's not a byproduct? Huh? Gila rice is a, uh, wasting seed is a byproduct of Gila rice. Gila rice is one of the seven mitzvahs of Noach. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. but not wasting seed, though. Wasting it's seed, the, it's, it's the, the goy. It's the bee. It's, it's, it's punished, though. It's punished for wasting it's, the seed. It's the same sherish. Same sherish. So, anyone who has. Um, it's not moral conduct for a goy to have wasted seed. It's not moral conduct. It's not acceptable. We don't say to the goy, go waste your seed, it's okay. We don't, we don't, don't, we don't advocate that. The Torah doesn't advocate going, go and be immoral, but, be illicit, but, do what you want. No, it's a, it's a, a sin of. It's an avera. It's, it's, it's going against the Shabbat mitzvah Enoch. That's what it seems. But so they don't, don't have that. that they have, have to have that. Just we, we have the, to the, keep seven mitzvahs of Enoch. Purevu, purevu was given before to a guy. Adam Arishon was given purevu. All the guy are to in purevu, and all the animals are to in purevu. Well, yeah. Oh, the, wow. uh, the question is where this is detailed. I would assume okay, the Rambam. Yeah. I would assume the Rambam and Sefer Chinuch. So Those are two good addresses. So all these bad things that go on in the world, just not, not just from us. Okay. Not just from us. Okay, good. But uh, has our but our damage caused by our wasted sechasom is much more severe, much more far-reaching. It leads to them. If the Jewish people are in check, the whole world is in check. In other words, it has a rippled effect on people acting normal. When the Yidin are upside down, then it has a bad effect on the, the whole world is upside down because of us. We have to be in check. So that also would mean saying Tikkun HaKlali is not just for you. It's for the, you're saying it for the world, to clean the world, to clean the air, to clean the airwaves, to clean the air of the Mashkitim. So you should say even though you're not there. Exactly. That's why this custom of saying it in Breslau every day, even if a person doesn't have it. Rabbi Nachman said it specifically saying on the day of Be'oto Yom, that person has Chas Hashanah and Mikra Laila, but you see that it's so powerful. It's that that, yeah, it, it, it does the job of cleaning, it cleans. It activates El Elokim. It activates these two names 
and they go smashing. Boom, boom, they smash yeah. the clipboard, they, they clean up. We have also like a recap after Sikhla 